Hi and welcome to the Law of Attraction. My name's Laura and I'm a certified life coach, spiritual teacher and a natural intuit with over 20 years of research in psychology and self-improvement. After struggling with my own mental health and overcoming CPTSD and BPD, I've dedicated my life to helping others to transmute their trauma into empowerment. I coach one-on-one, offer monthly healing retreats in Bristol and have online coaching programs. Each week, I'll lead you through a new topic and give you techniques for an array of issues. Hi guys and welcome back. I hope you're very well and I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast all about does growth have to be painful and today I kind of wanted to follow on from the whole idea of the dark night of the soul and our worlds falling in on ourselves and thinking about boundaries. Now I've just finished with the client and we were talking about boundaries and about actually how hard it can be to put boundaries in place, particularly when you are experiencing quite a traumatic event in your life, such as a breakup with a spouse. Now, a lot of the people that I work with are actually leaving traumatic relationships because there's some level of abuse, possibly narcissistic abuse or other forms of toxic behaviours at play. And the difficulty with these situations is that if you are a kind and empathic person, we tend to allow people to cross our boundaries more often than we should. And this is a lesson that even myself, I'm still in the process of learning because progress is a transient thing. It's not this idea that I'm fixed, I did something once and now my life is perfect. That's pretty toxic in itself and it's not something I'm selling to you. So please, if you're struggling to implement some of the things that I've talked about in my podcasts or my video series on YouTube and sometimes you're able to do it and other times you're not and you're kicking yourself, please give yourself a bit of a break because growth isn't linear, healing isn't linear, and human beings have a state of change. Every day that you wake up is different. And so it leads us to behave differently. Now, just because you've learned something once, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be able to implement it. But In saying that, I do want to talk to you about boundaries today to try to help you to enforce healthy boundaries in your life as often as you can. And it's a really important thing because particularly for the people who tend to listen to my podcast or that work with me one-on-one or in my group coaching, they have been abuse victims in some way, shape or form. This could be that they were raised in a tumultuous home, that their parents may have mental health conditions and so they themselves have bad boundaries and they couldn't teach you something they didn't know, or that you have somehow become codependent and enmeshed in a relationship where there's toxic behaviours present. Whatever it is, These situations and these scenarios tend to lead people to have their healthy boundaries either eroded or to have not have had those boundaries in the first place. Now, boundaries are an important part of self-care and it's really important that parents learn healthy boundaries and show how to do that so actually their children learn as well. 
And this is part of why I do what I do, because if I can heal the parents, we can save the children. <laughs> Not to sound like Helen Lovejoy there. Please, will somebody think of the children? So what is a healthy boundary? Well, a boundary is a limit or a space between you and the other person. It's a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. And the purpose of setting a healthy boundary is, of course, to protect and take good care of you. And probably one of the best places that you've ever experienced this is professional boundaries. Professional boundaries is something that seems to come fairly naturally to people and people have kind of an inbuilt awareness about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate to do at work and within the professional sphere. So for instance, you probably wouldn't text your boss drunk at midnight. We kind of frown upon that, we realise there's a boundary there. Another thing that you probably wouldn't do is turn up to work in your pyjamas. Why? Well, because there's a professional boundary of what's expected. Our boundaries don't necessarily have to be very rigid, but they do have to fall in line with some sense of awareness of your core morality, ethics and your beliefs. And these boundaries could be psychological, emotional, or they could also be physical boundaries. So for instance, in regards to professional boundaries, we wouldn't expect our boss to turn up at our house on a Saturday to tell us about a project they want us to do on Monday. That crosses that professional boundary. Now, these boundaries are put in place because there is a perception of ways I'm supposed to be behaving in this scenario and a perception of the way that other people are supposed to be behaving in this scenario. And often, when people have experienced trauma, they either erode their boundaries uh, through a slow process such as boiling a toad. You know, you only feel it once <laughs> once it's boiling hot and people tend to recognise that they don't have any boundaries when actually they're being damaged by the lack of boundaries. And this can create enmeshment and codependency in a relationship, which is where people kind of merge and become this two-headed beast instead of actually recognising that they're separate entities with separate feelings, emotions, expectations and needs in the relationship. And anybody that sells you an idea that you know, this idea of like, you complete me and one half and the other half and we come together to make one, it's toxic as hell. So please don't follow that. Relationships are supposed to be two people that have decided to walk the path together along their separate journeys of life and sometimes intermingling and tangling, but in still their separate spheres. So the advantages of healthy boundaries means that we have good mental health, we protect our emotional health, we understand our own autonomy, we create our own identities and we support our individual uh, identities. And we're able to kind of help other people to, to keep their good boundaries because when we have good boundaries with ourselves, we can also encourage people to keep that too, which can help us to avoid burnout. Now, healthy boundaries is an important part of self-care because when we look after ourselves and have those strong boundaries, it avoids us from becoming resentful towards other people, finding anger in relationships or burning out because we're doing too much. 
Now, boundaries are so important. It stops you from giving more than what you're willing to give. And a lot of people who feel anger towards friends or relationships or spouses or whomever because they feel like the other person doesn't reciprocate as much, the hard truth of it isn't that the other person isn't giving enough, it's that you're giving too much and you're actually giving more in a hope that you will receive it, which is quite selfish really if you think about it. So this des this desire that if I, you know, if I set myself on fire to keep you warm, I'm hoping that at some point you'll do that for me too. And that's very, very toxic. Most normal people with healthy boundaries only give what they're willing to give, which often doesn't look the same as what somebody with low boundaries would allow. So a healthy boundary could look like limiting your expectations upon yourself for what you think a good friendship looks like, okay? It could be that you don't answer your phone at midnight to your friend that's ringing you drunk who's got always got problems that they need to share with you. It might be telling people when you're too tired to go out. Uh, it may be that you don't want to go to a social occasion because you're just not interested. And I know that some of this can sound very selfish, but actually to be selfish is self-care often. And sometimes when we've been raised in detrimental situations, childhoods where we've been preventified or enmeshed with or our parents are codependent or, you know, whatever it is, you know, even having it broken down in a relationship or narcissistic abuse, those kinds of things, they leave us giving more than what we're willing to give. And it leaves us resentful, um, angry, frustrated and, and kind of pissed off at the world because we feel like we're giving so much and nobody's giving back to us. And the reason why we feel like that is because the portions that we're giving to others that we don't really want to give, we should be giving to ourselves. And it's that old adage, put your oxygen mask on before you help anyone else. Okay, we can't serve people from an empty cup. So keep some water in your cup for your own damn thirst because everybody else will be drinking their water and no one's going to offer you theirs. It's a tough lesson, but the quicker you can learn it, the better your life will be. So how can we set healthy boundaries for ourselves? Well, you need to define what the de desired boundary is. So you need to tell people, listen, I am working on my boundaries at the moment. I don't feel happy doing X, Y, Z for you and I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, we communicate that clear boundary. Now, hopefully, if you're in a relationship with somebody who's respectful, which possibly if you haven't got any boundaries, the likelihood is not. But if you are in a relationship or you have relationships, people who also have healthy boundaries, they will support that. And once you tell them this is my boundary, generally they will try not to cross it. However, if you've got people in your life that are toxic, they will listen to you tell them your boundary, they will completely ignore it, and then the next time they will attempt to cross it. And it's really important that you recognise that keeping your boundaries is your responsibility. Okay, do tell people, define them, tell people what your new boundaries are. It's always nice to keep people in the loop, but don't expect them not to cross them just because you've told them. 
okay? Particularly if you have codependent, um, narcissistic people in your life with toxic behaviours, they will cross them, they will see whether or not you're actually for real, so they'll be checking to see whether or not you're for real, and if you don't enforce your boundaries, nobody else is going to. So if you say what you need and you define your boundary, then you have to enforce it. And if you don't, you are continuing the damaging cycle of not having boundaries. So when you're explaining your boundaries to somebody, you don't need to over-explain it. Just stay simple. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable uh, picking up your kids from school anymore. Um, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, I won't be doing it as of next week. Well, why, why? I just don't feel comfortable doing it anymore. That's my boundary now, okay? And people will try to push it and, you know, it may be a case that next week when you don't pick their kids up or whatever your new boundary is, they ring you and they say, well, where are you? You're supposed to be picking up little Jimmy and Jane from school. And you say, I told you last week, I wasn't doing it anymore. And you need to recognise that the consequences of them not observing your actions are not your fault, okay? Just like you are responsible for enforcing your boundaries, other people are responsible for not implementing new scenarios for your newly enforced boundaries. I hope that makes sense. So saying no firmly is is something that's fine. You don't need to explain yourself. You can just set your boundary out. Say, look, I need some time to myself. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. You need to say it, but you also need to set those consequences. Because if you say something and people pass over your boundaries without a consequence, there's no lesson learned. So this could just be uh, that you 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 no longer act upon whatever it is that they wish you to do. It could be that if people keep pushing your boundaries, so for instance, you know, people who are in relationship with the narcissistic people, particularly whose parents are possibly narcissistic or have toxic behaviours, the child will often come to see me and she'll, they'll say, you know, I don't like it when my mum does this, I don't like it when my dad does that. And then I'll say, right, well, we need to put a boundary in there. And they say to their parent, I don't want you to talk about this thing anymore. It upsets me. It hurts me. This is my new boundary. When the child goes back round, the parent just carries on with the same cycle as what they've been doing, damaging their children with no care or concern because they're not capable of learning. The child is capable of learning. That's why they've come to me for coaching <laughs> and have started to put in boundaries. But you are asking your parent to enforce the boundary. They're not going to. So when the parent steps over the boundary and they start talking about doing the thing that you didn't want them to do and you put the boundary in place in the first place, you need to get up and walk away. And every time they start doing that, you get up and you walk away. And if they can't respect your boundaries in your presence... They will have to learn to deal with your absence. And as a person that has probably been raised or, or experienced the devaluation of their own sense of self that's led to you eroding your personal boundaries, you will probably feel very bad about that. But it's not your responsibility, okay, to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. OK, particularly if those people refuse to wear a coat 
(laughs) which is often the case when it comes down to people who refuse to keep your healthy boundaries, okay? And sometimes we feel like it looks like an act of love to let people step over our boundaries, but it isn't. Not only is it an act of non-love towards ourselves, actually what we're teaching those people in our lives is that they can be shit human beings with shit behaviours and we'll still support them, which means that they will never learn and they will never grow, which actually is an act of hatred and non-self-love to enable people to stay within toxic situations because it can sometimes feel more comfortable to keep doing the same shit we've all been doing rather than actually change, okay? But go back and listen to last week's podcast. Change is inevitable. Growth is only painful when you hold on to what you've got and refuse to change, okay? So first of all, we're going to set some healthy boundaries by setting those internal boundaries. What is it that you want to achieve in your life? What makes you feel bad? What do you not want to do anymore? Okay, we're then going to look at building some better boundaries. So instead of ignoring my own emotions, feelings and staying in a situation that makes me feel like crap, I am going to remove myself from the situation instead after I have clearly stated my boundaries. And if people can't get on board with you having healthy boundaries, it's a big red flag, guys waving it here from the other side of the podcast. It is a big red flag. And if they cannot change for your absence, they will not change in your presence. So put the flog down and leave the dead horse alone. (laughs) So many metaphors in this. So Are your boundaries healthy, okay? If they're not, you need to work on them. The take-home message needs to be that setting healthy boundaries is a crucial part of life and it's a really important aspect of any self-care practice. For somebody who's not used to setting boundaries, you probably will feel guilty or selfish when you first start out. However, these boundaries are necessary for your mental health and your well-being, so keep that in mind. Okay, appropriate boundaries can look very different for different settings. What is appropriate at work isn't necessarily appropriate at home. What is appropriate with a toxic parent isn't necessarily appropriate with a badly behaved child. Okay, so keep that in mind. We also need to recognise that we have the power to change the interactions with whomever it is that we're setting boundaries with, that respect is a two-way street and that if people don't appreciate your boundaries, it's a red flag and it's probably an idea to remove yourself from that relationship until they learn. Obviously, that does not relate to young children, okay? So think about ensuring any time that you feel overwhelmed, overspent, you're giving too much, you're unhappy, you're pissed off and you're bitter as a result of your relationships, you probably need to put in a boundary somewhere there, okay? Your discomfort is the cue card for something not quite going right with your self-care. 
So I hope that makes sense, guys. It's a short one today because I'm very tired and I'm putting a boundary in place that this afternoon I'm going to go and rest. But I do want to let you know about a workshop masterclass that I've got coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It's on the 19th of September and it's called the uh, Feel Like a Goddess Masterclass and this is for women predominantly but chaps if you want to come on and learn about how to support your women in your life you're very welcome to come as well. It's a two-hour masterclass we're going to talk about the 28-day cycle that I mentioned back in the Divine Energies podcast that I did two weeks ago and we're going to have a look at what the Divine Feminine is, how we as women can lean out <laughs> lean out and sit in our more natural vibe. We're also going to think about our hormones and really how the medical industry has done a bit of a number on a lot of us um, and how we can learn to become more in tune with our bodies, more self-empowered and a sovereign owner of our bodies and our cycles and ourselves rather than flailing through society from minute to minute wondering why we feel like crap. Okay, so come along. I'd love to see you all there. It's a two hour seminar. You get a workbook. If you miss the seminar, anybody that buys a ticket, don't worry, you'll get a pre, you know, you'll get a recording of it. And you'll also have access to that recording. So you can keep all that wonderful knowledge on how to feel like a goddess, act like a goddess and be the goddamn goddess you were meant to be via this masterclass. And it's only 20 quid. So, you know, buy Domino's pizza or do you want to come and learn how to be a goddess for the rest of your life? I know what the best one would be, guys. <laughs> anyway, if you want information about that, I'll leave links to the tickets etc down below i love you all enjoy the rest of your week and i'll speak to you all next friday have a good one guys bye thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed the show if you've got any questions or queries or things that you'd like answered in the next podcast you can get in touch via my email hello at lawofattraction.co.uk and all of the ways that you can contact me through social media, etc., is down in the show notes. So I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.